بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا قم غادو My brothers and sisters I have been consulting with GE from 1994 onwards and I am on the staff of their corporate Uh, leadership Development University in Crotonville in, in upstate New York, White Plains area. And alhamdulillah, in, those, in all these years, I learned many very useful lessons. But I think the biggest lesson that I learned is the importance of what is called edge. In GE, they have something called the four E's which is energy, energize, edge, execute. So energy is the energy the individual has, the energy the individual can put behind a project, how interested he is in his job, how interested he is in anything particular that he's doing, an initiative, how much of energy is that high energy person, low energy person, that's uh, energy. Energize is the ability to transfer that energy to others. So can you get your team energized? Because it's not much use if you are highly a high energy person and you are highly motivated behind something, but whoever else is with you does not share that motivation, then results won't happen. So how well can you energize somebody else? Execute is the actual nuts and bolts. It's the dollars and pennies, it's the market share, it's whatever it is, which is end of the end of the day, what did you, how did you execute that project? To what standards? We were talking about Six Sigma standards. So did you execute to that standard? Edge is a very interesting thing. The best way to um, understand edge is to think of the knife edge, right? What's a good knife which has a sharp edge? That's exactly what edge is. Edge is the willingness to take hard decisions. Edge is the willingness to hold yourself accountable and hold whoever works with you accountable for the standards that have been set. Now the reason I'm saying this is because in my view, edge is the problem where we, exceptions apart, illa mashallah, We Muslims as a community, edge is where we fail globally and we fail very royally. And the reason we fail with on edge is because of a very, very uh, wrong misconception of the understanding of the word kindness. Right? Very wrong understanding of the word kindness. We understand kindness as accepting substandard work right this is our this is our, our interpretation of kindness now in in a company like GE there is no, they will not even think two seconds before taking a hard decision with respect to work quality no matter who that person is and that is what gives them the edge Now in, my, in my family business consulting uh, practice also, same issue. The reason 
families, business families fall down invariably 100% of the time is not because of lack of energy, it's not because of the inability to energize others, it's not because of execution, it's because of age. They cannot take a hard decision when one of their own family members is involved. And that takes the entire boat to the bottom, they don't see that. We had in Hyderabad, where I come from, India, in the days when we had the monarchy, the Asaf Jahis, one of them, I mean, almost all of them had Hindu prime ministers. The, the kings were Muslim, the prime ministers were Hindu. So one of the very famous Hindu prime ministers, it is said about him that if a Muslim came to him for any help, if a Muslim came to him and said, I am, you know, I have no job and all that, can you please help me? He would treat him so beautifully, he would stand up and receive him. He would say, why did you take the trouble to come? You should have called me, I would have come, this, that, and so on and so on. And he would write him a pension, <coughs> straight for pension, 30 rupees. Now, we are talking 1900. 30 rupees was good money, right? So, he would write him a pension, 30 rupees. This man, this Muslim, very happy that I got this pension. I don't have to do any work. Every month the pension will come and my family will. And true enough, for several years that happened. Today and long before today, that 30 rupees will not buy you one cup of tea. Right? The same man, the same Hindu prime minister, if a Hindu came to him with the same story, I am hungry, I have no job, I have no nothing. First of all, he would curse him he used to speak, he was, a, he was a scholar of Persian, Arabic and Urdu and he was a very famous poet as well. So first of all he would curse him in our Hyderabadi Dakini Urdu. Unfortunately I am sitting in the masjid here so I cannot, otherwise my brother here, Ghulam Dastagir sahab would have been very happy to hear some of the, our flowery language but I can't use that here. And after that, he would write for him on a piece of paper, he would say, here is five acres of land and this would be in the middle of nowhere, some boondocks, full of bush and thorns and trees and whatnot. He would say, here is five acres of land, go, till the land. Today, those people who till that land are millionaires because that five acres did not stay five acres. That fellow went and broke his back behind it he tilled it, he grew it, he made profit out of it, he bought some more land and some more land and now they are big landowners worth millions. Now think about this, if you see the behavior of this prime minister, within quotes, who was he being kind to? The Muslim or the Hindu? The Muslim. He's being very kind to him, very polite and very kind and very nice and here is the pension, you don't have to do any work, just take this pension, go live happily. But who did he actually help? The Hindu guy. Why? Because he refused to accept laziness as a excuse. We fall down on that today. What happens to us? We get somebody to do our work. I had, when I, when I returned from, in, from here to India in 1999, uh, we were renovating our house. And uh, I got a plumber to come and do, to, to basically do all the plumbing all over again. 
This guy came, he said, I, he has a big beard like this. He said, I'm half his Quran and so on. And I said, oh, fantastic, brilliant. I mean, I'm so happy I got a half his Quran as a plumber. And I gave him a, literally a blank check. He said, do everything. He did all that. He put an override tank, water storage tank. Uh, I told him, get me a thousand gallon, gallon tank. He got me a thousand gallon tank. Then the building people said, we cannot put thousand gallons on, put only 500 gallons. I said, okay. So I told him, he returned the thousand gallon tank and he brought me a 500 gallon tank. The difference in price between the 1000 gallon and the 500 gallon tank was some 2000 rupees or something, 2 or 3000 rupees. Not a big amount, big amount, that amount. Now, to settle his bill, he's supposed to return to me that 3000 rupees. This guy doesn't show up. He doesn't come. For a while, I just thought to hell with it, I, I can afford that 3,000 rupees, forget it. Then I thought, no, I should not do that because this is theft. I mean, he's, if he's not going to return my money, that's owed to him. I don't want him to answer to Allah. So I tried to phone him and all that. It so happened, it was in Ramadan. When I phone him, his wife says, no, 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 he cannot talk to you now. He is in etakaf. I said, Allah, how Allah, how He takes 3,000, steals my 3,000 rupees and he is in, sitting in etakaf. Did I say dollars? 3,000 rupees, not dollars. 3,000 rupees, right? We accept substandard work because people say, arr, 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 leave it, leave it, leave it. After all, he is a brother. Believe me, it is the greatest unkindness. It is the greatest injustice that you are doing to your brother. If you accept substandard work. The kindness for you to do to that person, if you are really kind, if you really love that brother, if you are really his friend, then you must hold him to the highest possible standard because that will improve him. That will show him, that will put him on par and he will be able to compete with the whole market and win. If you don't do that, if you are lenient with him, he will get nowhere. He is going to do lousy work from place to place and that will, he at the end, his own business will suffer, he will suffer, nothing will happen. Now that is the, the big lesson that I learned in G. No matter who it is. And that's why they call it edge. Edge is the edge of a knife. Like Rasulullah said, you know, be kind to the animal, slaughter it with a knife which is sharp. Least pain. Edge of the knife. And I remind myself and you, when we are talking about our own brothers and sisters, I'm not saying beat them, I'm not saying curse them, I'm not saying be nasty to them. No. Very politely, but hold them to the highest quality standard. You owe it to them, they owe it to themselves. If you don't do that, you are actually doing injustice to them and you are doing unkindness to them. You are not doing them a favor. You are doing, a, you are their enemy. You are not their friend. Seriously, you are their enemy. You want them to fail. Ask yourself, if you don't want them to fail, never, never, never accept substandard work, no matter who it is. And the closer the person is to you, the, the more you love the person, the more you must stand firm on the standard. It's not about me and you, it's about the standard. If we are supposed to give work of a certain standard, that's it. There is no, that is, that's a non-negotiable. And if that doesn't happen, then there will be a price to pay and you must extract that price. That is the favor that you will do to your brother. So I thought, let me share my... Uh, lesson in which I learned in all of these years of consulting very very important if you want to succeed in life whether it's in business whether it's in professions whether it's a, as an individual hold yourself and hold those who work with you to the highest standards 
if you truly love them if you truly want the benef- want benefit for them and if you are not doing that then it means you are not their friend simple as that we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu to enable us to be the best dawat of islam through our work that we draw the world towards islam because of the work standards of muslims that people are attracted and they will look for muslims and search for muslims and say let me give my job to a muslim because i don't need to supervise him because he is answering to a higher authority and therefore his quality of work will be superior to anybody else that is the impression that's the image that we want to give to the rest of the world وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَى الْكَرِيمِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ